0: For me, the greatest motivating factor to deliver the messages that God gives me to deliver is what God told the prophet Ezekiel. If we don't deliver the message, that person's blood can be on our hands. If we deliver the message and the person chooses not to do the message, We are free from their blood. But if we don't deliver the message and they die in their sin, their blood is on our hand. This is a very strong motivating factor. I know that's Old Testament, but Paul said the same thing when he came to the church at Ephesus. He said, He was not guilty of anyone's blood. He was free from their blood because he had not failed to give all the counsel of God. He didn't hold anything back from them. Therefore, he was free from their blood. We'll read that first, the New Testament passage. That is in Acts Chapter 20. Paul deliberately came to Ephesus and he called the elders together because he knew he would never see them again. So in Acts chapter 20, verse 19, Paul says, I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house and he said now behold I know that ye all among whom I've gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Years ago, I was on radio from coast to coast in the United States. I went into the different cities and had meetings for the radio audience, so I had an eastern tour and I had a central tour and I had a western tour. I was in Seattle at having a meeting at one of the rooms at the convention center. The radio station manager was waiting outside the door of the meeting room. He was usually very friendly to me, but this time he seemed a little stiff when he approached me. And he said, Joan, you have many wonderful messages. Just speak those. If you keep speaking these judgment messages, I don't know what's going to happen to you. We might have to put you off the air. God has shown me sins in the ministries, and I couldn't get letters to the ministers. They were All my messages that I sent to the various ministers were blocked by the people who survey their mail. So I decided... I would just go on radio and name the minister and deliver the message. Well, then they got the message because their followers told them about it. So every one of them got the message then. The way God got me to do this is there is a scripture where Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm Wherefore, beware of him, for he greatly withstood my words. I saw a public statement made by the Apostle Paul, and this gave me the courage to do this on radio. For when you receive a message from God concerning a sin being committed by a minister or an individual, if you fail to, to give that message to them, their blood can be on your hand. God took me as a new, newly born Christian, he took me to these passages in the Old Testament to show me what I had to do. And Ezekiel chapter 3 was one of them. Ezekiel 3, verses... 4 through 11 and God said unto me says ezekiel son of man go get thee unto the house of israel and speak my words unto them prophets are sent to the church in this case of ezekiel to the house of israel but in our case to the church Verse 5, For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of an hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of a strange speech and of an hard language whose words thou canst not understand. Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me, says God. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces and thy forehead strong against their forehead. As an adamant harder than flint, Have I made thy forehead? Fear them not. Neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he, God, said unto me, Son of man, all my words, that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears, and go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Then in Ezekiel three seventeen, God says Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. In the case of New Testament prophets, it would be to the church. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked ways, He shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Verse 20. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at thine hand. Verse 21, Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that his righteousness sin not, that the righteousness sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also, thou hast delivered thy soul. This is pretty strong teaching. God had me spend weeks in this passage of Scripture to teach me what I was to do. So when the radio station manager says, Joan, you've got many wonderful messages. Just speak those messages. He doesn't understand anything about the responsibility a prophet has in the calling of God. I do have many wonderful messages, especially on the subject of following God by his spirit. But the message I had at that moment in time in 1980 was dealing with sins in the church i had been at a little church in hobbs new mexico and i was returning to dallas and i was on a plane and i the holy spirit spoke to me and said the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of god over and over i heard that all the way back to dallas the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. That is a scripture. It's in, uh, Peter t- spoke about it in First Peter, I believe. The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. I didn't know what that meant. Up until that time, I had been speaking about taking thoughts captive and uh, del- dealing with destructive thoughts and following God by His Spirit, and faith in God. And those messages were very popular in the churches. Now I'm hearing the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. A few days later, something that an agent had told me about Jimmy Swaggart was called to my attention. Jimmy Swaggart wanted to get bigger in ministry. He was tired of having 500 people come to his meetings, according to this agent who was Swaggart's agent. So he came to the advertising agency and told them he wanted to get bigger. And they told him how to do it cut back on the preaching and do more singing he was a country western singer god called that to my attention and the message i had for swaggart at that time is stop entertaining the people and begin preaching but i couldn't get the message to swaggart So I gave it on radio. Then he got the message. Preacher Jim Baker, B-A-K-K-E-R, was another one that I had a message for at that time in 1982. And the message to Swaggart concerned the subject of adultery. I recorded a cassette tape with the message of adultery, warning about adultery and giving all the scriptures, and sent it to Jim Baker. I identified myself as a prophet in the cover letter that I sent the tape to Baker. I received a letter signed by Jim Baker. The name of the ministry that's on our letterhead, is Jesus Ministries. Baker wrote to me, or they wrote to me, and it was a letter that looked like Baker had signed it. But here's what it said. Dear Jesus, thank you for your inspirational message. I want you to know that Tammy Fay and I prayed for you today, Jesus. I want you to know. He said, Jesus, I want you to know that Tammy Faye and I prayed for you today. It didn't take much effort to figure out. Jim Baker never got that cassette. He never heard that message. And somebody intercepted it in his office, threw it away, and sent their standard form letter thanking Jesus, so to speak. <laughs> Using the name of Jesus Ministries as the person that sent it. The name of the man, the person was Jesus who wrote to him instead of Joan. And sending a letter like that. So you know he never got the cassette. So I got on radio and gave the messages. The radio station manager, that's what he's talking about. When he said, you have many wonderful messages Just speak those messages. But if you keep speaking the messages, these judgment messages, we may have to put you off the air. Out of my mouth came a defining word for my life. This was the Holy Spirit who rose up in me to speak the following to George. I said, not I, but God, through me, said, George, if I don't speak the message that I believe to be from God, then I don't have a message and I may as well be off the air. A real minister of God serves God. That minister speaks what the Holy Spirit brings to his or her mind. He does. You can't speak just because the message is popular, especially if you're a prophet. You have to speak the message that is pertinent to the subject. Well, Ezekiel 3 is where God started with me. And then when I said, well, is there a parallel scripture in the New Testament? Because we are the New Testament church. That's when I was taken to Acts 20, where Paul gathered the elders at Ephesus and said, And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. So I saw that the instruction God gave Ezekiel was relevant for New Testament prophets today. If you fail to warn that person, if you just hold back the message and fail to warn the person, and if they go into destruction, you will be responsible. But if that person turns and obeys the message, does the warning, then you have given them the counsel of God and you are not responsible for that person. So it's a very serious matter, but it certainly motivates me. Today I was reminded of a woman that has come across our path who has identified herself as a Messianic Jew, She revealed herself to Pam Paget, who works with me in this ministry. Pam does all the technical work for our books that are published on Amazon and the technical work for podcasts and the blog. The blog is named Jesus Ministries Exhortations. This woman spoke by phone with Pam, and in the conversation she revealed that she's twice divorced and she was very excited because another man has come into her life. Pam was horrified knowing the scriptures on the subject that if a divorced woman remarries, she commits adultery. So Pam shared Matthew 5.32 with her on that subject. She also probably shared 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11. We'll just take time to go over those scriptures. First, Matthew five, thirty-two. Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Jesus was speaking to the Jewish men, and he's telling them, If you divorce that faithful wife, she will remarry, and when she remarries, she will commit adultery. But you will be the cause of her adultery, and the man who marries the divorced wife commits adultery. The Apostle Paul talked about women and gave the commandment of the Lord. The Apostle Paul said, And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried, Or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. So Pam is telling this woman who has twice been divorced and is excited over having another man in her life. Pam is telling her these scriptures. Then this woman says something that is really amazing. She said, but I'm Messianic Jewish, and we have our own doctrine. I said, there is no other doctrine other than the New Testament for the New Testament church. These are the words basically inspired by God and are of Jesus, the word of God. In one of them is Jesus speaking to the Jewish men when he says this. And here is this woman who claims to be, leave in Jesus, but doesn't do the Bible, has her own doctrine, they have their own doctrine. I I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Today I was very tired and I was lying down and I thought about this woman. And I thought about her blood being On my hands if I fail to warn her so I sent an email to her and said the following as a prophet of God I need to warn you Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him if ye continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That is John chapter 8, verse 31, 32. The only word we can go by is the New Testament Bible. No church doctrine will work. At the judgment seat of Christ, each of us will be judged by the word of God the New Testament Holy Bible and I signed it Joan Boney with that I freed myself from the blood of this woman I told Pam I said if she should contact us again here is another email send it to her and in the other email I told her, in essence, I have warned you, and your blood is not on my hands. And I quoted Ezekiel 3. We must all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. We are going to be judged by the New Testament Bible not by the doctrines of the Catholic Church or the doctrines of the Baptist Church or the doctrines of the Church of Christ or the doctrines of the Presbyterian Church. We're going to be judged by what it says in the New Testament Bible. And that is what you have to face after you die. So, I strongly recommend to each of us that we check the New Testament Bible for our doctrine and that we choose to follow what it says in these scriptures. What you have seen me do here is the work of a New Testament prophet today. This is a vivid example of a prophet working in the New Testament church warning the people by the holy scriptures, trying to turn the people to the holy scriptures. John the Baptist came before Jesus came to the earth. He he went ahead of Jesus in the sense of preparing the way, telling the people to repent Before the second coming of Jesus, I am convinced that we who have the calling of a prophet are preparing the way, trying to get the people to return to Jesus Christ, to return to the Word of God, the Bible, the New Testament Bible. You can't go by the doctrines of your churches. For many of them have departed from portions of the New Testament Bible. Therefore, it is the responsibility for each of us to settle the issues by going to the New Testament Bible. If the issue with you is divorce and remarriage, read the scriptures. Go to your Bible, put in the word divorce, read all the scriptures that come up after you do that. Regardless of what your subject is, it has to be proven by what the New Testament Bible tells us. For that's our rule book. If you went out to play golf, you would have to go by the golf rules that are printed in a golf association booklet. If you go in the water, it's one in, one out. Two-stroke penalty. If you go out of bounds, it's a two-stroke penalty. And that's what you have to go by. It's just incredible to me that the churches don't teach this to their members because the, each person will be judged by the rules of the New Testament as presented by the inspiration of God in the New Testament Bible. What does it say in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16? Let's read that. In this section of Scripture, Paul is actually talking about the end times and how difficult it will be in the churches. Because he said they will have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof and will not let the Scriptures rule over them. From such, turn away. Let's look at some of these Scriptures in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Then he says they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Then he goes on to say in verse 13, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, assured of by God, by the Holy Spirit. And he says in that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, he's speaking to Timothy, who had been raised with the Scriptures. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is where we get our doctrine is from the scriptures in the Holy Bible because they're given by the inspiration of God. That's our rule book as Christians. So I have adequately warned this woman on the subjects of divorce and remarriage and seeking men she's going down a sure path of destruction probably for this lifetime as well as all eternity if she continues to think that they in their messianic church have their own doctrine apart from the Bible This is the road to damnation. Prophets warn people. That's one thing we do. In Hosea, chapter 12, verse 13, By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. God showed me that the role of prophets is to help people to get out of traps and help them to stay out of traps. Every one of these scriptures that I've spoken today are printed on our blog. Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put the word exhortation on there. For there are several ministries in the United States named Jesus Ministries. So for the blog, it's Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right-hand side of the blog, you will see podcast Recordings, and Scriptures. When you click on that, look for the episode called The Prophet in the New Testament Church. Pull that up. You can hear this recording again. You can follow along with all the printed scriptures. You can even print the scriptures out for yourself, especially if you happen to be a prophet. Now, what about prophets? Are there prophets today? What does the Bible say? We'll go to Ephesians chapter 4 to answer this question. When he, Jesus, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. After he was resurrected, he gave these gifts to the church. And he, Jesus, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the sleight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. After Jesus arose, he gave to the church some apostles, plural, more than one apostle, some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Some of you may have heard said in churches, that Paul was the last apostle. He wasn't the last apostle. He was the first, he was in the first group of apostles given to the church after Jesus arose. His whole testimony in Acts 9 on the road to Damascus is given from Jesus, from heaven, who appeared to Paul in the form of a voice to Tell him he was chosen for the work of the ministry of Jesus, Paul was one of the first of these apostles, given after Jesus arose. The last apostle was Matthias. They drew lots at uh, Paul a uh, peter acts one they drew lots to see who would replace Judas as apostle and the lot fell on Matthias. Paul wasn't even born again at the time. Paul was persecuting the church at the time they were trying to replace Judas as an apostle. Paul wasn't the last apostle. Paul was one of these New Testament apostles of Ephesians chapter 4. That doctrine is so wrong that they teach in some of the churches. You can read it for yourself and decide when he, Jesus, ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Get your doctrine from the New Testament Bible. Again, our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations, where all of these scriptures are printed out for you. This is Joan Boney, and I thank you for allowing me to share with you today.